Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Basketball, spelt with an AU because we are Australian of course. My name's Tyrone Window, I'm going to be the host of this podcast. And today I'm joined by my fu- my future co-host, current co-host and bloody good cousin of mine, Heath Nyamri Ryder. What's going on, Heather? Not too much, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, considering it is our first episode and yeah. Well, you know, actually, you know, it's like you, man, I mean, I'm a Noongar man, country boy, typical country boy, as you, know, you can see from the uh, the mullet. <laughs> Australian culture, yeah. What about, yeah, your, what about your favourite team, favourite player, maybe? Oh, in the NBA, favourite team is my uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and my favourite player is D'Angelo Russell. D'Lo, very nice. As for myself, I am an Orlando Magic fan. We've gone through a lot of pain since the 2008 Dwight era, and it's been a bit of a struggle, but we're looking optimistic this year. And... Country boys, we're from fucking Australia, so whatever you think of Australia, red dirt, it's not it, mate. We're fucking, we're city living. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about last season before we go into this season. So I'll ask you, what was your favourite moment of last season? Oh, the Harden trade. The Harden trade. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually a really good one. Um, one that I didn't really think about because I feel like Brooklyn wasn't the first destination that was mentioned. I feel like Philadelphia was thrown. Nah, Philadelphia, yeah, it was a one of the um, number one candidates. Yeah, so Philly was thrown around a lot. To, to see Harden get there was quite a surprise, to be honest. Uh, for myself, my favourite moment of last season was probably Giannis getting his first ring. Now, I've never been a super fan of Giannis. I've always thought he, he the Bucks are in a place where like, I'll see it where I'll believe it because they had the talent, they had the team, but they just hadn't taken that last step yet to secure it. Now that they have, I'm a firm believer and seeing some of the shit he's doing in the preseason, I'm bloody excited to see what he does this season. So that's probably my favorite moment of last season. So with that out of the way, we've got our introductions out of the way. We've talked a tiny bit about last season because the season's like four days away. Fucking it's coming soon. It is, isn't it? It's really fast. I'm going to have to get the uh, Kyo subscription out. <laughs> oh, Kyo, exactly. Fucking, we don't get national games. We only get fucking... The ESPN broadcast, so... I think think the last time that I used KO was the, the prelims of the AFL. Well, speaking of AFL, we should probably give a big shout-out to the Melbourne Demons for fucking winning their first grand in over half a set. Yes, sir, baby. Heath has not shut the fuck up about it since. Continues to fucking talk about Christian Petrarca non-stop like it's his miso, so... It's my guy. It's my guy. <laughs> so, yeah, with only a couple of days till the NBA season, I reckon we should probably get our prediction started. So the first thing I want to ask you is who do you, what team do you reckon is going to surprise this year? I mean, I want obviously Minnesota Timberwolves. They look, they look hungry. They look like they want success, but I don't know. Yeah. Actually, they you give us a more realistic team. I don't think Minnesota are going anywhere. No, they're not. No, they're not. they might fall. They probably fall short of the play. Yeah, but you reckon they'll um they'll be building towards something nice. You reckon they will be building? To, yeah, just like just like you guys have well, been. I reckon my jump this year is probably Chicago, just with the off season that they've had, fucking recruiting Demar Derozan, Alex Caruso to the team, and they looked really good in their preseason game. Yeah, they have, and what they actually have really recruited well, especially what and what they. When they're being investigated for recruiting? <laughs> no idea. Probably, that sounds like the NBA, though, to have a look at some tampering. Yeah. 
but fucking yeah, Chicago looking good. They they finished eleventh. They finished eleventh yeah. last year in last year's NBA season. So I reckon they'll jump firmly into a playoff bracket this year. Might, oh, might not easily. even make a play. Like might not even play the play, and they'll probably go higher, finish up in the top seeds. And I think they will. They will have a. They will clinch a playoff berth easily. I'm with you on that one. I reckon they're going to look really good. Like putting the stars on top of the young core that they already had. Patrick Williams is going to be right. a really interesting guy to watch this year. Yeah, definitely yeah. put some numbers on the board. The, uh, the the Kawhi similarities were spot on. You reckon? Pretty 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 surreal. Yeah, very yeah. spot on. Even the jump shots similar. <laughs> Playing too much two K, brother. The base is looking <laughs> similar, huh? But yeah. Anyways, another team that I reckon will probably be really exciting this year. Charlotte Hornets, bloody, I reckon they'll secure themselves a playoff berth this year as well with LaMelo Ball having a big season after its Rookie of the Year campaign. I reckon they'll jump up firmly and have a good season. They're going to get some viewers with Kelly Oubre right, on that squad, definitely. Some, I already watch and think, fuck, Kelly Oubre, like, I mean, it's so <laughs> handsome, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> he's going to bring some female viewership, that's for sure. Hell yeah, Tsunami Puppy. <laughs> And another question I want to ask you is, who do you reckon is going to be the disappointment of this year's NBA season? Uh, Knicks. Or, Spot on, that's yeah, what I Knicks. said as well. The Knicks finished, the Knicks finished the Knicks. in the fourth seed last season. They had a few, they got a few people in the offseason. Obviously, Kemba Walker is their biggest recruit. Evan Fournier is another one that I can remember off the top of my head. But with how strong the East is looking this year, I can't see them finishing in a fourth seed again. No, I think, no way. Not a full I think teams seed. like Atlanta will jump above them. Charlotte will get up there. Obviously, the Bulls are coming up. Well, that's what, that's exactly what I when I when I saw that they clinched the playoffs berth, and I saw what they were finishing in fourth. I, I, really oh yeah, fourth is massive. That's like you're, you're thinking fifty win teams. I reckon in fourth most years, aren't you? And I can't remember how many wins they had last season, but yeah. I reckon the Knicks will probably disappoint. We'll see how they go. Like it's always hard to say, but there's going to be some salty Knicks fans this year. I reckon. Yeah, just hopefully not as bad as Evan. Hopefully not as bad as Fournier's last name. <laughs> what? Did you, did you, you don't know that when you first came to, was it to yeah, Boston. Yeah, well, his last name Fournier. Yeah, he said. Um, for those who don't know me or my last name, search it up. <laughs> what? And apparently it's like something like really Maybe like I should horrid. search it up. I will have a look later on. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, what, fornicate, maybe? It. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's literally, no, it's literally his last name. Just, we'll fuck yeah. him anyways. We'll have a look. We'll move on to some of our awards for the season and we'll probably start with our most improved award, probably my least favorite award. So that's why I'm going to go first with it. And because I'm the host, I'm going to go first. You can get fucked. My most improved lock <laughs> for the year is going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander, SGA. SGA. I can see yes, him sir. becoming an all star this year and leading OKC are looking really good this year. Like with the young team, was well, relatively young team. They're not going to fucking finish first in the West, but they're going to they're going to make an impact on some teams. And Shea Gilgis Alexander is just a guy who can get it however he wants. And another scoring leap is probably coming this way, and it's probably going to land him in an all star seat this year. I reckon. And lock him in for most improved. Yes, My dark horse, probably not really a dark horse, but a guy that was still on the board. So I'm going to go Michael Porter Jr. He's probably another favorite because he's definitely going to be getting more minutes in the Nuggets rotation this year with Jamal Murray sidelined. 
And I think ESPN have predicted him to jump into the mid-20s scoring-wise. So I can definitely see that happening, and it's so good to see him doing what he's doing after the Clippers tried to end his career <laughs> before it started with that fucking back report. So He's a... Uh... Getting better every oh, season. Oh yeah, no doubt. Sure. And he's only going to get better with more minutes given his way. So, he's, yeah, his yeah. shot IQ. He's only my better. dark horse because I think Shea Gilgis is just the absolute lock this year for that award. I reckon he's going to lead them. What about yourself? Um, maybe not. Yeah, not, not sure what my lock for most improved is. Oh, it's not no, your lock. Seen... Oh yeah, well, that's a good segue. That's a bit of a nah. That's a, I reckon that's a television segue there. I reckon you've learned a thing from watching some hosts or two. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll use the segue. What's your lock? No, my lock is uh, De'Aaron Fox. That is a good pick. A swipe of the fox. Swipe Surprisingly, I don't think he's made an all-star team yet, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. No, he hasn't. No, he should have. He should have made it last Nick, year over <laughs> Nick Mike fans, Nick fans, Kings fans are going to fucking love hearing that because he's a man who doesn't really get his flowers, does he? Nah, he's been man. He's been nasty ever since his rookie yeah, season, no, and he's only improved every like literally every single year. He has, he has indeed Putting up numbers. He's going to make the jump. I, I reckon that's a good pick there. It is indeed for sure. What about your dark horse? My dark horse is uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin, that is a good one. Yeah, so yeah, another 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 Porter Jr. Yeah, but no, he's you know when he what came to the draft, he had similarities with James Harden. Yeah, he did. He was getting compared to James Harden, and you know, unfortunately, with what happened with you know Cavs and yeah, oh mate, it's a blessing in disguise, isn't it? It is a blessing in disguise. I mean, that what they. they- Shipped him away, shipped him away for nothing. Shipped him for a pair of fucking shapes barbecue chips, I reckon. Yeah, pretty much. And then, and then what? Then he goes over to Houston, drops like twenty points in like his first three, and then drops a fifty piece after that. Yeah, he's another guy who can just get it how he wants it. Eh? And yeah, he does. He's very crafty, man. He can, he gets his shot up easy. Yeah, he can fucking ball out. That's for sure. And he's, and he's an underrated, very underrated playmaker yeah. too. Well, I haven't watched many Houston games probably since the Harden trade. I watched a few because to watch young guys like Kevin Porter, but they're going to be another team that'll be interesting to watch this year. With yeah. well, I'm def- I'll definitely be watching them because they are both in my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reckon the Rockets it's going to be fun to watch. There's so much young talent. You're yeah. almost trying to play like who's going to fucking who's going to break out. Who's going to be the guy? It's going to be so good to watch. Christian Wood better get better get. He was on this track year. for All Star last year, man. If he didn't get that, yeah, he he injured, that injury, he would have been locked in. He was my pick for it for his first All Star last year. I picked him for his first All Star appearance after his Detroit season, and I thought I was on. I was like, "Holy shit! I finally got a preseason prediction right." Next fucking minute, he was done. So I was a bit hated about that, but it's whatever. I would yeah. have been too. We'll move on anyways because we'll keep the ball rolling. So it's your turn now. What is your lock for Defensive Player of the Year? My DPOY lock with, you know, how he's looking with the, uh, you know, the media media day photos, Anthony Davis. AD, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, AD, yeah. He's got a bit of meat on him now, doesn't he? He has got a bit of meat. Pause. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, well, he doesn't. He's... You know, he's with Dwight Howard now in the team and he can, you know, rest more and doesn't have to play like a max 38 yeah, minutes I mean, a game. The thing is, 
The thing I, I so, never understood, I never understood why the Lakers got rid of both of their bigs. They had JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard. Oh, I, I don't know. Why, I have no idea why they got rid like, of JaVale. Just keep one of them. Instead, they ended up with Marcus Gasol, like, undersized. Or not even undersized, but, you know, he was at the end of his rope. And then they got, and then they got Drummond, who... <laughs> I don't want to. We're going to talk about talk Andre Drummond around here. <laughs> no. But yeah, I reckon no, no. you're right. And I think he's played a bit of five this preseason and actually looked like he enjoyed it a bit. So yeah, good to he see has, him getting yeah. over on some, on some rotations and putting a few blocks on the board. I think he still averages over a block, even though even, he does. Even though I'm he pretty sure he does. Five, so. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I would not be surprised if he becomes a, like a, a DPO wide. Um, yeah, finals. It's a good shout. And what about your dark horse? You reckon? My dark horse is uh, Lou Dort. Lou, sweet Lou. Mister Lou Dort. Yeah, not lemon, not lemon, not lemon pepper. pepper Lou. <laughs> we, yeah, what do you reckon? Good, that? That's a good one. I don't know. It's just I've kind of liked his game. Like he's, you know, young. He's hungry, and he just he just wants that ball, man. And then now that you know he's. Over recent years, he started developing a three-pointer to his um to his game. And I think this year and the upcoming years, he will be a premier three and D defender. Yeah, I can see that happening. I reckon he's going to fill a lot of holes where guys like Shea and Josh Giddy fall short. Yeah, he kind of Dort kind of reminds me of um, Rocco. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's a good one. But just more, just more of like a like yeah, a guard yeah, version. Yeah, and like I said, I reckon he will fill holes where some of the younger guys, like I don't know if Poku is a good defender, but I know Giddy might struggle sometimes, and Shea might struggle sometimes. So Lou will fill those holes for sure. I reckon. What about your? Yeah. Oh, he was your dark horse, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, so he was my, my dark turn, horse. Which means my lock is going to be Rudy Gobert. How fucking boring is that? That's like eating white bread with no fucking spreads, eh? Just, just, just butter. Just butter. Right, but, yep. But yep. He, won. Yep. He, he didn't win it last year. I think Giannis won it last year, didn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, Good Burt won it. Oh, did he Good win it Bert. last year? I'm pretty, oh, anyways, I'm pretty sure he won it. But I think Rudy averaged two over two blocks a game last year. And I don't really... I had a look at some of the candidates and I don't really think anyone is going to overtake him. Unless he did win it last year and there's a bit of voters fatigue, maybe. But I think he'll have another another great season as a defensive player and probably lock it in again. But I'm more excited to talk about my dark horse because that's where all the controversy and discussion comes from. And it's going to be Jimmy G Buckets, mate. Jimmy G. I Jimmy. He's a guy. He's Jimmy not an G. underrated defender, but I feel like people I feel like people underestimate no. how much he actually does. He led the league in steals last year, probably flew under the radar doing that. I remember when Paul George led the league in steals a couple of years ago, he was getting calls for, for DPOY. I think he might have even been a finalist. And Jimmy Butler did it last season and no one blinked an eye. And I reckon this year with Miami probably looking at with a top three spot, I reckon there's going to be enough there's going to be enough wins on the board for the media to look at Jimmy if he leads the league in steals again and go, oh, you know, Maybe he has a massive impact and maybe he's done enough for this narrative to be pushed and I reckon he might lock it in from behind. So, pause. So, we'll see how we go. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy could literally drop a triple-double on nine if he wanted oh, to. Jimmy's one of those guys where, like, he scores when he wants. So, like, I've watched games. I've watched him for so long now because he's probably one of my favourite players. 
And when he when he was at Philly specifically, he would literally not touch the ball for the first three quarters, and then in the last quarter just go, yeah, it's my time, and just fucking go nuts. And he's done it so many times, like. It's just one of those guys. Facts. So we'll move on, considering that sounds like we got DPOY out of the way, to an award I'm actually really interested in this year, the Rookie of the Year. The Rookie of the Year? Uh, let's see, <laughs> my lock. I've, I've had controversy, actually. It was either between Green or Suggs. Green or Suggs for, for lock. Green or Suggs, I mean... I was very confident on Suggs, but with how he's been recently, so he's going to struggle yeah, getting out of his cool. shell and his confidence. As, a, as an avid old Lando fan, I can tell you we're definitely not short on point guards. There's going to be a bit of an inter- interesting battle in the backcourt this year. So what, Cole Anthony is looking like really good. Uh, looking like really good? Looking really good. Michael Carter-Williams is going to return. Markel Fultz is going to come back and might even be a contender for most improved. RJ Hanton will probably can play two or three, so if he slots in that two, gives you less room for some of the smaller guards on the court. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he can win his minutes. I think the preseason was his big chance to win minutes, but who knows? Mosley, new coach Mosley might back him in and say, "Mate, we're going to fucking we're going to let you give you the keys from the start." So we'll see how he goes. Hey man, if you want some bigs, just go request a trade with uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They got plenty of them. Oh, mate, they can keep them. <laughs> I mean, Laurie's nice. Tank for Chet. Tank for Chet. Tank for Chet. <laughs> Come on, if you're watching this, Mosley, but, tank for Chet. <laughs> no, but I think my I'm still going to stick with Stugs. Yeah, I'm still going to stick with I'll him. I'm backing him in as well. Yeah. And what about your dark horse? And my dark horse is um, who's been very surprising and was projected to be actually quite high and finished very low in the draft. Uh, Cam Thomas. That is a good one. That's a guy that I wrote because I wrote the lists of the candidates before the preseason games, and he's a guy I didn't even include on the list. So that's a good pick. That's a, what do you reckon? He's he's just man. He's he plays like a veteran. Yeah, looks he's playing like a veteran. Looks comfortable, you reckon? A score a scoring veteran. Yeah. And now with the help, he's got. Someone like James Harden, KD, and Irving that he can learn from. It's going to be an exciting season for him. The only thing with Cam, I'd say, is it'll be interesting to see how much of the ball he gets with those guys on the floor if Kyrie plays. If Kyrie doesn't play, if Kyrie decides to remain, doesn't decides not to abide by the mandate, which is seeming very likely after his Instagram live the other day, Cam Thomas might get a shot, and who knows, he might be a fucking smoky. You might have caught it, so. If he gets those minutes and gets that opportunity, then yeah, for sure. I can't think of another Brooklyn guard off the top of my head who would come in in front of him, unless you can. But yeah, if Kyrie decides... Patty. Patty, oh yeah, fucking what am I talking about? (laughs) Fucking Australian goat, holy shit. Thank you for... Now, thanks for making me look stupid on fucking in front of everyone. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, anyways, it just just means Cam's going to move up the food chain and get more opportunity. Hell yeah. One of the re- what was the recent game they had. He only played eight minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's I think that's expected on a was it their final final preseason yeah. game. Yeah, that yeah, would make sense. sense. Well, my rookie of the year, my rookie of the year is interesting because, like I said, I wrote these lists before the season even started. Preseason, sorry, 
And originally, I had my lock as Jalen Green and my dark horse as Josh Giddy. But after the preseason and seeing actually some narrative build, I'm going to have my lock as Josh Giddy for the season. He is a guy that looks incredibly comfortable on the court and his passing is shining with you know NBA talent around him. I can't, I can't count on my hands the amount of times Giddy would drop a fucking dish to Josh Boone and he would flounder it. <laughs> so it looks really good. <laughs> he's, been, he's been changing. He's been changing a lot of OKC's oh, fans. How good is it? There's nothing brings me more happiness than seeing people fucking have to backtrack on all the shit they talk, day. Eh? Because there were a lot of people on Twitter sh- fucking shitting on him on draft night. And to see, see the narrative build, he's probably like a favorite now for rookie of the year so I had to change it for my dark horse but that's the guy I'm going to back as a fellow Australian I'm fucking backing him in and it's nice to see someone who isn't Josh Boone catching his lobs that's for sure very Chris that's Porzingis-esque <laughs> who, who the who the fuck Pingus, is this Pingus Pingus oh <laughs> uh, that, that's 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 going to be an all NBA oh. classic was that Mark that was that Mark Rappaport or am I just stereotyping by everyone oh, no. is it just <laughs> everyone that has that accent or just think is my Rappaport so yeah with Giddy as my lock my dark horse is probably not really a dark horse is it I picked Josh uh, not Josh Green fucking Jalen Green to be the dark horse because you know before the before I decided to flip up he was the clear favourite he's a guy on the Rockets young side that it's probably going to get a lot of fucking shots this year in the starting lineup. And is he is he playing two? I think he played two. If I'm honest, yeah, like, oh. yeah I think he played two. But it'd be nice if he played two because he's got a young Kevin Porter who played yeah. for one. Well, they got a lot to play with. I think they yeah. But I, I just see Jalen Green being the guy that they go here, Jalen. Like if you want to score, go score. And he could, I reckon he definitely averaged like 15 points per game this year. Back, he's got a he's got a really nice step yeah. back on him. I too. just think Giddy will have like a thirteen, maybe like a thirteen, eight, and six year. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's that's a good year. Too, all round, that I reckon that'd be year. that'd be enough for voters to go. Yeah, this is our guy instead of Josh Green. Josh Green, Jalen Green, fuck every single time. There's too many Joshes in Australia. Fucking name your kids something uh, else. Fuck me. Anyways. MVP, mate. MVP. Give me your lock and your dark horse for MVP. Ooh, man. Still going to stick with it. Now that, I mean, obviously, we, now Kyrie won't if he's mm-hmm. not going to be playing. Uh, KD is my yeah, lock. That makes sense. And, I, and I've seen a recent stat, actually, that he's projected to be number one. Like, 37% people voted KD. For the MVP but, for the season, which I can totally yeah, so see. There's already been a narrative building around it because the A, well, not AFL, the NBA awards are very much media driven. I reckon because here in Australia, yeah. a lot of our voting systems are different. So our equivalent, the Brownlow, is actually voted by the umpires who um, who officiate the game. Whereas uh, the AFL, I know the AFL couple. What year was it? It was a couple. I can't remember. It yeah. used to be voted by the media. But you just get too much like bias and. Like weird shit, eh? Yeah. Well, what was you saying? But I remember you mentioned something about when Christian Wood got a vote. I by can't the remember Detroit if it Times. was Christian Wood. Well, it might have been like Andre Drummond or someone who got an MVP vote by a guy who was on the Detroit Times simply because he played for Detroit at the time. Like he definitely was not deserving of MVP. 
and that that can ruin a guy's like that can ruin a guy's unanimous year. Like I think maybe the guy I don't quote me on this, but I think maybe the guy who voted for Mello that year, Bron should have won unanimously, was also a New Yorker. So <laughs> you know, but yeah, here over here we our umpires vote, so it's a bit more unbiased. So if they're I mean, look what look look what it did to LeBron with his uh, DPOY. It got given to a guy who made the uh, sec was the second what was that Mark DPOY. Yeah, well, yeah, Mark Some sometimes weird shit happens, eh? Speaking of narrative, yeah. my fucking a guy that I've already seen being pitched as a favourite for MVP this year is Luka Doncic. A guy that, yeah, they've already been talking about winning MVP hasn't even touched the hardwood in a regular season game yet. So it's definitely interesting. I reckon he's probably my lock this year simply just because of that. He's obviously going to have a great season. He's a great player. He's going to put up fucking numbers. So it's just oh, so interesting to see insane. who the media takes and runs with. And that's generally who I would base my MVP on early earlier in the year if we're talking about before the season, which this is before the season. So... And what about your dark horse for MVP? My dark horse is Zach Levine. Zach Levine? Yes, sir. Zach Levine. The Zach Levine. Yeah, the, Zach the Levine, Zachary yeah. Levine. Yeah, the two-time Dunk NBA champion. Yes. Yeah. Why? Why? What do you mean? How? I, I, I don't know if you saw. He dropped. What was it? Thirty-six and six. In what? Yesterday. Yesterday in their last. Preseason game in a preseason game. Yeah, I tell you, I'm confident. I'm confident you could do something similar. I'll tell you what. If, if Chicago finish in a top three spot in the East, which is pretty strong this year, they'd have to beat what Philly, Milwaukee, and Miami to get that sort of spot. If they finish top in the top three seeds, and Zach Levine averages like thirty plus points, I can see that happening. Oh, he will. But if he doesn't. This is going to make a great clip for socials. Man, I mean, what Katie, Katie, Katie told him. Katie told him in the Olympics that we're going to make you play some defense. Oh yeah, and he's got. And then I think now he's going to carry that into his NBA season with the Bulls. It's a good shot. And he's, and he's, he's going to. I tell you what. I mean, if you, yeah. I mean, I tell you what. If he wins MVP, you're going to look like a fucking genius. That's for sure. Man. I just I, I just recognise talent and I can I can I can see potential. Kenny is okay. be one happy man, that's for sure. Holy shit! <laughs> so with that outrageous take out, the <laughs> my dark horse for the year is going to be Joel Embiid. Oh, who's not Joel. really a dark horse? He's just not the favourite. If you can't tell by now, after these segments, our version, our definition of dark horse is just the guy who's not number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark horse. Back. So, I think <laughs> if, with, if they get the Ben Simmons trade in this year, Ben Simmons doesn't play. They make Joel the pure offensive focus. He's going to put up thirty points a game. And if they finish, like I said, with Zach Levine, if they finish in a top seed again after losing Ben Simmons, you got to look at Joel and beat and go fucking two years in a row. He didn't get it last year. Argu- not uh, not robbed, but you know he arguably contended for it. Then you, you, you got to look at him and maybe consider him. I reckon. Is that for, yeah. is that for MVP? Yeah, no, he, he, he was. was I he can't a even remember if he was a finalist, but he was my MVP in my heart, in my heart and my soul. Oh. He was my MVP. You probably, you're not the only one who probably thinks that. Like he, 
when you, until you're injured, man, that's that's when yeah. You- well, that's the thing because the MVP narrative was switching so fast at the start. LeBron started really hot, if I'm not mistaken, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is going to be LeBron's MVP comeback season." He went down, and then they went, "Oh my god, Joel Embiid's playing so well." He went down, and they're like, "Oh my god, now look at this Nikola Jokic bloke." And then Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph, Steph Curry, Curry was the finest. Steph Curry deserved it. He had a fucking killer year. Shout out to Flight for fucking predicting his stats on nearly on the dot. Nearly, yeah. I'll Did he really? Up. They were relying on this man. So bro. you think? So you think Steph Curry is going to average more than twenty-seven this year? Bro, he's averaging at least a solid thirty-two, bro. Kevin Durant is gone, bro. Watch him. He's literally going to average thirty-two, five and five. Jokic sort of took over the narrative after those guys went down, and he ran with it. He had a great season. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He did, he did. Well, but I think, I think if Joel did not get... Joel, yeah, we're not taken Joel, away yeah. from the season that Jokic had. He's a great player. I just think that if Joel stayed healthy the whole season, or even LeBron, if he stayed healthy the whole season and they didn't bow out early, fucking... Well, not that the postseason matters, but, you know, if they stayed healthy, the narrative might have been a bit different. So with our preseason predictions out of the way, it'll be interesting to have a look at those later down the line after a few episodes. I reckon maybe even after the first week, we might be looking and going, oh, it's a couple of interesting ones. What about six men? Oh, six men of the year. Actually, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I just, six I, I just completely forgot about the award, the award, to be honest, because <laughs> I fucking hate the six. I don't hate it. I just never really pay attention to it. So you can go first then, considering mm-hmm. you, you remembered. My, my lot for the six men of the year, Jordan Clarkson. I think he's, he's going to go two times. Fucking time. bastard. He's going to go two times. Being, being, being Utah's Jazz's first franchise yeah, six man. Yeah, that was nice. That moment, with, um, that moment with Joe Ingles was really nice where they, had, it was yeah, they did the wholesome. interview and they were like, how many Jazz players have won a six man of the year? And Joe goes, goes one. And they like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, because um, no, yeah, Jordan none. says none. None, none. none has. And then Joe says one. Yeah, and then... One one person has won. One six man. One one. one, one, one. <laughs> JC's like, JC's like Who, who's who? that? It's you, baby. <laughs> comes it comes out with the trophy. No, nah, they were fucking. It was really wholesome. It was really good. And I think JC, his production off the bench is probably gonna speak if the same, if not better, this year. I can de- I can definitely oh, I mean, definitely his before. was my lock as well. So I have a chat about him as well. He would definitely be in for it this year. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like he's someone who plays a lot better off the bench than. Well, yeah, you know starting. why that is. That's because when you're in the starting rotation, you you're not looking at as many shots, and you probably don't have the same freedom. So if Jordan Clarkson was a starter on the Lakers, you're not going to get a shot in front of LeBron James or Anthony Davis or Russell Westbrook now. Yeah. But because you're on with the six man, because he's a six man, you're on with the bench unit. The ball's all yours. If you want to fucking go score, you go do it. As long as you bring the spark and fucking put the ball in the hole, you'll be fine. And I don't know why the six like casual casual fans will look at a bench player and like you know he's coming off the bench, but some guys just fit that role better because they just want to have the ball in their hands more often. Jordan Clarkson's just a prime example of when it pays off. Lou Williams, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Crawford, yeah, like Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams that can do it. And speaking of like six men that I reckon will come off the bench this year and do it. I got Tyler Hero as my dark horse this year. The guy that said that he should be in the same conversation as Luka Doncic. Uh, we Trey don't condone Young. that part. Right? We don't condone him <laughs> putting himself in that bracket. The puppy, the puppy <laughs> snail predator. 
but <laughs> but I can definitely see him coming off the bench. He had a great preseason, and I can definitely see him coming off the bench. Yeah, no, he did. He did. I mean, he, he, he always has a good preseason. And then- yeah, but he's going to be coming off the bench for a, a hot Miami team this year, no pun intended. Like he's gonna he's gonna put numbers on the board this year, I reckon. He's got some. He's got something. He's got something to prove this year. He does. He and he's. It won't take. It won't yeah, take. Yeah, because like his first season in the bubble, fucking had a great season. I think it went to his head a bit last season, and now he's you know yeah. he's come back down to earth and he's got something to prove again. And he's got a kid now, so hey, I'm just saying, new dads, new dads. Yeah. Uh, they got there's something about them. <laughs> I mean, Tyler. Tyler was that guy in high school. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was that guy in high school. I don't know why I keep thinking about Jack Harlow. <laughs> what? This, this, oh, you yeah, he did do a Tyler Hero song, but hero? that line in um that line where he's like, "I didn't peak in high school. I'm still out here getting cuter." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my dark horse for six men of the year, and our locks were the same, Jordan Clarkson. So with that out of the way, we'll probably have a look at some yeah. of these later on down the year, and you know, uh, it's in, it's good to have it on record. Because in our group chats a lot of the time, oh, you guys be fucking lying through your teeth, man. Especially Ben. Ben, if you're watching this, you lie, you lie through your fucking ben teeth, does. mate. Ben does. Yeah. You did not pick that. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I, I didn't get my six. Oh, sorry. No, you're good, man. So yeah, good. go ahead. But my, my dark horse is, oh, I was tied between two players, but I... Came to one, and it's Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Very nice. My dark horse. Why do you Why do you reckon that? I think he's 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 ceiling, ceiling. man. He's, he's oh, insane. He's ceiling and as he, in the roof. Yeah, he's ceiling. Oh, I was thinking yeah, ceiling as ceiling. in the post move. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 got a very yeah, high yeah. ceiling. As from what it from how he's playing, he's. Sounds seems like Steph's been like mentoring him, giving him a lot of confidence because he's the way he's been playing is like unconsciously yeah. like Steph. Yeah, I think yeah, and if the Warriors have a good comeback season this year with Clay Thompson, as with a lot of these awards, like you know, yeah, your team has to have a winning record. So if they have a good year on the comeback, I can I can see that happening. So yeah, that's our regular season awards. Here's the one. Here's one that I want to ask you that I think is an interesting one to think about. Who do you think is going to make their first All NBA team this year? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because you know we always talk that's about really most improved. Good. Like who's the guy who's going to jump to an All Star, or but who's the guy that's going to have that's already been semi-established and going to jump to an elite level, a superstar level. Well, Mike, I'm curious to know you got Jalen Brown, baby. I think I think Jalen Brown. I think right. the Celtics' success this year is going to depend very heavily on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and that's pretty obvious because most teams depend on depend on their best players. <laughs> but but I think I think those guys are going to be the difference between a fifty sixty win team or a twenty thirty win team. And I think Jalen Brown's going to have, with more weight Fact. on his shoulders, he's going to have a fucking breakout season this year. Unfortunately, tested positive to COVID before the start of the year, but I think there's word there's word going around that he's going to be good for the season opener, which I hope because he's in my fantasy team. So hopefully he's good for the year, and I reckon he's going to be the guy to make the jump from all star 
to all NBA this year. He definitely will. He, he's an A, very high. Yeah, sure. What about yourself? My all NBA, I also had him in my MIP, actually. Uh, Deanne Fox. That's a good one. That is a good one. That is, I it's with the season he had, and hopefully, hopefully, it's even the biggest, an even more bigger step, man. It'll be unanimous, unanimous, sure. The Kings fans know. Kings fans know how good De'Aaron Fox is. Yeah, the Kings fans. Yeah, they help. He's a guy all. who's like so disrespected. He should be an all star. Yeah, he, he should be man. an all star, and he, should, he. I reckon. How funny would it be if he makes a leap from where he is now? to first-time All-Star, first-time All-NBA. I think Julius Randle did that last season. So, so yeah, did, yeah. Darren Fo- I think De'Aaron Fox is already more established than Julius Randle was, I reckon. So it'll be interesting to see the year he has and interesting to see how the Kings go this year as well. Another guy that I didn't shout out, shout out but I should have, Davion Mitchell was my original pick preseason for Rookie of the Year. So he's a guy that I'll definitely be keeping my eye on this year as well. Oh, that man, he's, he'll be helping Fox out defensively. Isn't his nickname Off Day? He is, yeah, it is, his name is Off Day. That's yeah. such a good nickname. <laughs> you know another good nickname I heard the other day? What's the that? Wizard of Oz. Who's that for? Josh Giddy, baby. Wizard of... Oh. <laughs> How fucking good is that? That's a sick nickname. Oh, that is good. That's a good one, yeah. My my fa- uh, my favorite nickname. I've I've always liked Swaggy P. Swaggy P. Yeah, that's a good one. I've always liked the nickname Swaggy P. Swaggy, like yeah, Nick Young. Nick, and it fits Nick Young's per- fits, it does, his personality it does. so well. A bit of Swaggy P. I'm trying to think of another one that's really good that I used to love. Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, who was it? Robinson. Is Robinson? Are you talking about the ad- the admiral? Ad- admiral, 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 admiral Robinson. Yeah, 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 that's a cool nickname. Yeah, Dad Robinson, Admiral. That was a nice Navy one. Navy boy. But speaking of um, being put on the spot, I think it's time I put you on the spot, Heath, and test just how much you know about your favorite player. Yes, sir. All right, let's you do this. Do you like, baby? Feeling all right? Yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty good. You should be feeling nervous. So what I'm going to do, Heath, is I'm going to ask you 10 questions about your favorite player, D'Angelo Russell, the old ice in the veins, the original Basilenka Smith, the, 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 OG, OG, the guy yes, that Baz sir. wishes he was the old case of the old <laughs> the old case of you versus I can't remember the meme fuck it I'm going to scrap that anyways let's get into it the first question I'm going to ask you is how old is D'Angelo Russell and this is multiple choice so I'm going to give you four is he 24 25 26 or 45 it's just D book I'm pretty sure as well same and Cat as well it's either 24 or 25, I know that. You're on the right track. That's a good 50-50. Bit of a... Sorry, those two. That's Sorry, a bit of two. a million-dollar hot seat, I reckon, there. It is, it is. It's one of those Ooh, two. What do you reckon? It, it, just, it just depends on his month. But, it's Feb- um, I think it's February. February, so... What was his draft? 2000... His draft? Yeah, draft. Oh, no. 2014, I think, his draft year yeah, was. I think it was, it was 2015. Uh, it was 2015, 20... by the way. I got 24. That's wrong, Heath. That's not, he's no, 25 24. years old. That's not a good start. So, what college did D'Angelo Russell attend? Ohio State. That's a good one. That's correct. 
D'Lo was selected for the McDonald's All-American in what year? 2010, 2013, 2014, or 2011? Before you go to college, so you got drafted in 15. And would have, he would have drafted in 15, so then college was 14, but don't think, 15. So yeah, sorry, you go. All-American, I think, is like before you go to college. That's mm-hmm. high school, isn't it? So, 2000. 2013. That's wrong, mate. It was 2014. It's ah, after 14. the AAU season, so I think Americans are going to fucking torch me anyways. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you guys. <laughs> what pick did the Lakers take D'Lo with in the 2015 NBA draft? Two. That is correct. Two. Woo-hoo. What year was D'Lo selected to his first All-Star game? 2019, 2018, 2017, or 2020? 18, 19 season. That is correct. Good job. Best bench of all time. The old. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, sir. 2020, the Warriors traded D'Lo to reunite with his old buddy Carl Anthony Towns. Who was the key player the Warriors got in return for this trade? Andrew Wiggins. That's correct. D'Lo's signature celebration. Is it the silencer? The cat daddy? Three to the dome or ice in his veins? Ice in the veins. And the OG. at Montverde Academy in 2014, D'Lo played alongside another now all-star caliber player. Ben Simmons. You could at least give me a chance to fucking get the, get the options out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, already know that, I already know that Montverde yeah. squad. In his rookie year, D'Lo made all rookie first team. True or false? True. False. Oh, Made really? all NBA, all rookie second team. This is BS. In 2014, Montverde Academy lost a national championship to a Troy Bolton-led Eastern High Wildcats. In the post-game interview, Troy proclaimed they just didn't have their head in the game. Is that true or false? True. Oh, that's false, Heath. You might yeah. want to look up who Troy, who Troy Bolton is. I've given you... Oh, fucking possible musical. <laughs> Get bro. your head in the game, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you said Wildcats, so I didn't put the pieces Mate, together. I've convinced it. I've worded it pretty convincingly, didn't I? I'm pretty fucking good, aren't I? I'm good at pranking people. Prank- <laughs> <laughs> pranking people. Fuck it, hell. So with that, that's pretty much all the content that we've got for the preseason. Do you have any like last thoughts or anything about the season coming up? Or I'll tell you what, I'm fucking excited. And I, I'm excited. I'm I'm more excited to see Clay. Oh back. yeah, fucking oath. Clay Thompson's gonna be. I have him in my in my bench squad for the draft. I made sure I got him early because I feel like some people would want to be clever and try snag him. So I got him early. He's so under, he's overlooked at. Some of the crazy shit he's done. Yeah, I don't think he's overlooked. I think it's just that Warriors team is so fucking nuts. Like they were so, they were so ludicrous. Like they they beat Chicago's regular season record for wins. Like how fucking crazy is that? Yeah, that was without KD yeah. as well. They were on like a twenty six game win streak from memory at one point as well. So fucking, I'll tell you. What, as a Magic fan, I'm really excited for this season. It's probably the first like optimistic season we've had in a very long time. So I'm pretty bricked up thinking about that. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we go this season. Jonathan Isaac should be back this season, one of my favourites. Uh, 
yeah, not in the COVID department, but in the basketball department for sure. An absolute gem. He was a, that Ruby card in my team that one year. Holy fuck. Uh, he's ridiculous. He probably would have been my sleeper for DPOY if he wasn't going to be sitting out at the start of the year, to be honest. That, and I'm incredibly yeah. biased. Did you see how, speaking of vaccinations, did you see Bradley Bill played at, in, at, the, uh, at the Garden? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm not familiar not with like, a lot of the state laws surrounding uh, COVID in America because here in Australia, I'm in Melbourne, Heath's in Western Australia. Uh, in Melbourne, we've been locked down for fucking yonks now. We're only getting lifted next Thursday. So, like... I have no idea about American COVID situations. I only know what I know here. And for all the people saying free Australia, would Australia? Do you know what's trending on Twitter? Fucking Australia has fallen. <laughs> fallen. Fallen. Well, to what? Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What are we falling to? Uber Eats. No idea. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> fucking. I don't know about the COVID regulations. I know with Kyrie, I think he can play away games, but not home games. Away games. So, yeah. yeah, it's a bit different. I don't know. Mm. I know... Yeah, actually, I don't know anything. I know fuck all. I don't know fucking anything. I'm just a fucking country who watches basketball. That's about it. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's probably... Unless you have any last thoughts, I think that's probably us for the day. Well, fucking yeah, it's been us, a pleasure, yeah. Heath. Thanks for fucking joining me on our first episode, which is actually our second episode because we completely fucked the first one. <laughs> no worries, no, sir. Right. Thank look you forward for to me. the season ahead and look forward to getting some fucking basketball in me. In pause? In- <laughs> we'll be having, we're having a lot more better oh, yeah, content. Fucking, we will have better content. Cool. We're still learning a lot. We're still learning a lot about being presenters and even basketball. I've played a lot of basketball, but... Uh, actively researching it and speaking about it is something that's very new to me and probably new to you as well, I guess, Heath. So I'm looking forward to growing over the year and making more content. 